All right, yes, it is. It's a Tuesday, and we can do this on the September 15th, just barreling through the month. Where is it going? September's just flying by, and it's National Cheeseburger Day. We'll be getting those cheeseburgers going on today, I hope. A great show for you today. Uh, at bottom of the hour, we're going to check in with Chef Corey Baker. He's going to head off our fall dinner series. A great lineup for you with Corey Baker, Kyle Mendenhall, Alex Seidel, Scott Hiberneth, and Chef Rebecca Weissman. That's five days in a row. We'll tell you how you can participate in that fall dinner series. Coming right up, but again, this Tuesday, here we go, back from Florida. Brian's off today. He's taking care of some stuff with his family. Jay, how are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm all right, man. I'm all right. You know, it's, it's a weird world we live in, and I'm trying to adjust like everybody else, and it's one foot in front of the other, man. As we navigate through the zombie apocalypse, he's our friend and yours. Uh, he's here with us today, and we're just catching up as I get back from Florida. Chris Fuselet, good to see you, uh, Chris. Hey, great to see you guys yeah, again. Blake Street Tavern. Lots to catch up on. Traveling's interesting. Yeah, I want to hear all about it. Well, I think the thing that stood out the most, and maybe we can start out a conversation with this, as we uh, watch idly, in my estimation, uh, bars and restaurants and um, the moms and pops and people everywhere just trying to uh, hang on as their restaurants and bars are just starting to disintegrate, um, piling people into an airplane, nuts to butts. No social distancing. You have to wear your mask. Uh, these huge corporate conglomerates, boy, they sure get a pass when it comes to what safety is. Just turn a blind eye and pack them into an airplane. But uh, you know what? Your business, you got to close it down early. You got to do that last call. You've got to uh, have a capacity limit. Yeah, wow. you know, the governor just, uh, the governor, well, I won't blame this one on the governor. I can't blame the flights, but uh, the government just continues to pick winners and losers and winners are you know airlines and 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 by the way were, were the were the were the middle rows where they sold oh are you okay kidding me? okay yeah yeah and if so. there was an open seat because you didn't pay for an upgrade yeah. you're not gonna get it you're gonna stay in your seat but yeah it's just an interesting and you had a long flight it's a four-hour flight wow geez man flight. Uh, I better stay away from you today. You keep your I don't mask know, on. Man. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, and, I, and I feel great. And, and um, again, thank God. But here we are in Colorado. Uh, no new cases happening. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, y- you look at the numbers uh, for Colorado compared to the rest of the nation. Yeah. And we're really, you know, top 10 and, you know, lowest numbers, yeah. lowest rates yeah. I mean, across the board. And um, and we're still not on New York City or New York's uh, quarantine list. I think there's, what, 34, 35 states. So um, things are still good here in Colorado. You know, I, I do know that we had a spike, um, a little bit of a spike from Labor Day weekend. Um, I found out about this morning on my um, Denver Restaurant Committee uh, mm-hmm. meeting. Um, but uh, and what Kids they, are back in they, school. Well, and that's exactly what um, the city was saying is yeah. that, they're not blaming restaurants and bars. Um, they're blaming uh, college campuses, uh, primarily dorms, um, fraternities, sororities. So I do know that there's some outbreaks going on at DU. Uh, we do know what's going on up in Boulder, mm-hmm. Fort Collins. So, um, you know, we, we knew that was going to happen, and that's going to continue to happen, especially that college age. Um, but at least, the, at, least we're not, at least restaurants and bars aren't being blamed this time. Well, you know, and, and pointing the finger and, and inconsistency seems to be very consistent right now, 
right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and and it's just there's so many things you know coming up, and you know we, for those of us that have outdoor dining, I mean it's it's full on right now, and it's it's been wonderful, and I know for ourselves at Blake Street with the return of football, it's been huge, and we we had a phenomenal weekend with college football Saturday, pro football uh, Sunday, you know, Broncos game last night, uh, Nuggets tonight. So we're, we're taking full advantage of this great weather. But so what, hang but on, what you, I, said a, you said it probably was a normal weekend. I got to tell you something. <laughs> was it a, our, our, over and above? Our, our Sunday numbers yeah. were $6,000 higher than a year ago wow. last Sunday. Uh-huh. That shocked me, and well, that's with distancing. And, well, the difference was because we have this beer guard now. Um, but um, – People were, it was like, wow, this is like back to pre-COVID times. I mean, we were, we had to line out the door to coming in the bar. And um, we had to turn so many people away at, at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we, we, we now decided to open up a half hour early at 930 because we need that extra time just to seat people. And, of course, try to take care of whatever TV, they, whatever game they want to watch. Mm-hmm. So it's, we're not just some normal restaurant. Okay, you know, we'll take anything. No, I mean, we give you the indoor option, the outdoor option, and then you got to pick a game. Um, but it's, hey, look, it's a good problem to have. I mean, we finally had, uh, we had Sunday was our best day in six months. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday would be our second best day. So um, last night was great, too, um, except for the ending. Um, but, you know, that was kind of goofy, too, because, you know, we had to go around last night at 1030 saying, OK, we're going into the it fourth was a late quarter, game. How, how going to fourth quarter, yeah. here, guys. And, you know, we got the last call. So, you know, that's a real irritant. I mean, here you are watching a great game. Broncos come back, take the lead. And then you as a customer have to decide, well, do I order another beer or not? I don't know. You know, and that just kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we need, we need to get back to a normal well, last and, call. and have that consistency is all, all that I'm asking for. And, again, while that was going on, I was uh, en route back in a four-hour flight with 200 of my closest friends that I had <laughs> no idea uh, who they are. And, uh, meanwhile, you're trying to scramble inside your restaurant. So catch me up in uh, so Frontier in particular, they said something to me that I thought was interesting. They said, did you know that we recirculate the air in this cabin every three minutes fully? Hmm. 100%. I'm thinking to myself, okay, I, you know, I, don't, I don't think you're lying to me, but I don't know how that happens. 100% air circulation within three minutes. We're going to have, we're, the collective, are going to figure out how restaurants can obtain something like that to be able to, for capacity inside yeah it, it's really um air recirculation very challenging and and i and we are starting the research because we know what right now denver is with our patio expansion program we're scheduled it's scheduled to end on october 31st mm-hmm. the city is really trying to work hard to extend it to the end of the year or actually make it permanent so they're working with the state and there's all kinds of obstacles there but the, the thing is, though, is that whether we figure out how to do heaters and yurts or igloos or whatever, we know that we got to figure out how to make things better indoors because right now everybody's enjoying the outdoors. So um, I am looking to that, and I am getting together with my HVAC people, and we're trying to get, you know, figure out, you know, do you get this electrostatic thing here or you do this thing here? And, um, you know, it's going to take some investment, and and you know, some of you, so many of us are still, you know, uh, have contentious negotiations with our landlords. 
Um, I'm working on a new lease myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, am I going to invest this money if I'm not going to be around? So you got to deal with that. Um, you know, I really hope I really hope the, the, the city or the state, um, what we're asking for is them to come up with loans and grants, uh, either low cost, you know, int low interest loans or, or, or free grants that will help us make these improvements uh, with, you know, whether it's indoor dining or outdoor mm -hmm. dining, because, um, you know, we're just all starving as it is right yeah. now. And many of us invested a lot of dollars in outdoor dining. And, and now we have to make the decision, do we do the same amount for, well, do we continue to do mm -hmm. it for outdoor dining to do like igloos or something, or do we focus on indoor? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to need much smarter brains than myself to process this. But as I think of, okay, government intervention needed to happen in order for um, PPP to take place, the IDL loans, just anything, any kind of cash infusion into businesses to keep them afloat. Now we're going to look at another second round of help. I don't know in what form, whether it's another PPP or what they'll call it. They'll call it something else. But shouldn't it be, if we know that this is not going to go away, this mindset with these optics that we need to make sure people feel comfortable and, and even our, our local uh, politicians and bureaucrats to loosen regulation, to have something that says, okay, the feds or local government, you're going to have to kick in with the next – that would be a first place to address because that's money going in the right direction. Yeah, ex exactly. So, you know, in the past, we know there's been bailouts for the airline industry. Yeah. And where is the coordinated bailout yeah. for the restaurant industry? Right now, an article came out today, or a survey was done by the National Restaurant Association. We know that 17% of full-service restaurants have closed. Right now, 17%. So one in six have closed. You know, we, we're seeing predictions that by the end of the year, I think it's going to be 30 to 40 percent because, you know, a lot of us got PPP money. Yeah. Now that PPP money has run out. Um, now we're entering a uh, going into winter. Mm -hmm. Is there going to be a second wave? Are we going to be shut down again? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, to have a second shutdown would just be devastating. Um, and, you know, and, and I think more importantly, though, is that. There needs to be messaging from the federal government, from the state government, from local governments, municipalities that, hey, we got to help out these restaurants. Let's support them. And, and if, we, if you're not feeling comfortable going to a restaurant, then at least support takeout and delivery. And I think, uh, you know, I think I just shared with you prior to the program, though, that um, it's, it's now come out and is that we've been working on our different restaurant committee to put a cap on third-party delivery companies, a 15% cap on their fees for, for restaurants that, that we have to pay. Mm -hmm. so, so right now, um, it, you know, it, if I were to have DoorDash or Uber Eats or Postmates or um, Grubhub, you know, we, we, they take literally 30 to 40% of that order. It's very little margin for us to make any money on third-party delivery. Denver is going to copy essentially what's being done in New York City, L.A., uh, San Francisco, Seattle, Chicago, um, where it'll be 50, a 15% fee, which is a fair fee for those companies to make um, and then for us to pay. So um, that's going to go in effect October 9th. And, and so that's, that's good news, mm -hmm. really good news. Um, 
Unfortunately, my food, my, 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 I consider myself having Denver's best nachos, and, and our chips don't travel well. Mm. So I'm not doing Chinese or pizza. Mm. But, but, it, but for the industry, it's going to be really helpful. Mm. Catching up with Chris Fusile, Blake Street Tavern and Tavern uh, Group. There was a lawsuit. And this had to do with last call. It was 10 o'clock, 11 p.m. is where it stands now. Catch us up on that. The 11 p.m. goes away to regular times <laughs> or just wait, wait until spoken to. Yeah, that's well, and we had some, some bad news yesterday. Um, uh, the Tavern League, we had to dismiss our lawsuit against the state. And... Um, Quite frankly, that was just for financial reasons. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, you know, asking for our industry to kick in money that would cost six figures for it to go into trial a year from now mm -hmm. is absolutely the wrong time to be soliciting contributions. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're all uh, starving to, in a sense, mm -hmm. in a sense. And that, unfortunately, that... Um, we had made a motion to expedite the trial, and it was denied. Um, and you know, the state has infinite resources. They, they they're they're yeah. not like they have to you know worry about money to defend a lawsuit. But you know, uh, the original um, uh, complaint of the lawsuit was about you know, indoor capacity limits. That just to remind you that. Colorado, uh, choose, the governor has chosen an arbitrary figure of fifty people per room. And it to a uh, hundred people max per uh, facility, um, whereas forty five other states have chosen to do fifty percent occupancy. So at a place like Blake Street Tavern, you know our occupancy is nine hundred. Um, if I was in um, Kansas, uh, I could put four fifty in there. Right now, um, I'm limited to one fifty. I actually got um, a variance to go to one fifty. I have three rooms for fifty, but you know that's seventeen percent occupancy. I mean, you, you can't survive on that. And, and there's plenty of places that, you know, that, that hold 150, 200 people in a room, mm -hmm. but they're limited to 50. Mm -hmm. So that has got to change. I mean, I keep thinking you about know, the, that, that, that airlines. Yeah, I keep, yeah. I, I keep mean, thinking it, it's like your place is sprawling. It, it, <laughs> you know, I talked about, so Sunday we, we have uh, our main bar area yeah. has got, um, geez, it's, it's 7,000 square feet. And the occupancy is 440 people and um, in normal times. And right now, um, I'm, I have two well, – I'm sorry. I have two rooms in my main room that I can break up. So I'm limited to 100. But the occupancy is 440. Mm -hmm. So I'm at less than 25%. Yeah. And I got people sprawled out. And I got people walking in, and we got a line like, well, can I just sit at that table? Or can I sit at that table? And I, I've got my counter in my hand going – no, I'm at 50. I'm sorry. Yeah. And and the thing is, like my type of place, they're all watching games for three, three and a half mm -hmm. hours. So it's not like they're coming and going. You know, like a lot of restaurants, Greg, I'm sure you've had guests of saying that they're limiting their seating to an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Right? Have you seen those signs? Well, sure. Or yeah. less. Yeah, or less. Hour and a half. Right. Us. <laughs> I guess I could have a sign saying, hey, we're limiting our seating to three and a half hours or right. less. I mean, because you're there for a game. Sure. Right. So give it, everybody a quarter. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's like mom and dad get the first half, and the, and the aunts and uncles can have the second. Half. Exactly. So it's really, um, it's tough that that these these there has to be a change there, and the the state has got to understand to come around 
to what the 45 other states are doing. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, though, we have the most uh, rest- uh, the highest restrictions, yet, like I said, we're in the top 10% in terms of lower cases. So there's got to be a change there. And, and I tell you what, next week you're asking about what's going to happen mm-hmm. with that. Well, oh, yeah, that, that was the other part of the lawsuit was the when we were brought it to 10 p.m. So, you know. 10 p.m. last call. Yeah. Then, I, then I, raised we, we, we a had, month we had, we had, to uh, 11. We had asked to meet in the middle at midnight. We got to 11. Okay. We got to get to midnight mm-hmm. this time. And I think that we could all, most of us could live with a midnight last call for a while. You know, in my mind, if things continue to progress well here in Colorado, I would say midnight next week and then another 30 days after that, go to 1 p.m. But if it sticks at midnight for a while, I think we can live with that. Um, but, geez, you What's know. What's the barometer? I'll tell you what, what though. Well, what this is what I'm worried about. I'm worried about that the state's going to come back next week and say, well, you know, the cases went up from Labor Day. And, you know, even now City of Denver tells me they're blaming it on, you know, college campuses. They're blaming it on Auraria and DU. Okay, and Regis. But the state might say, well, yeah, but we, we don't know exactly. Or we're gonna, just going to keep it the way it is. And so next week, man, if, if the governor does not move out to midnight, I'll tell you what, that's just another, you know, knife in the back. And, and as I listen to these things, and if there's a spike, you know, it's not um, it's not because school's back in session. It's not because people are gathering by the thousands at Bandemir. It's not because there's protests downtown. It's because the restaurants and bars are well. Down. And, and let, let's talk about Bandemir, and let's talk about the Broncos. So, were you out of town when when the governor announced that? You know, the, the, 5, the next 000. the next game, yeah, 5,700 fans, which is interesting. I think I have some audio from that. Let's take a break if you can. Yeah. How's your time? We'll take a break. Oh, Come I'm back. here as long as you need I'm me. I'm going to see if we have if we actually have that audio. I do have that audio. It's in my phone. Uh, it's the audio of the governor basically saying we're modeling how we're opening up mile high to the great work that the restaurants have done. And we're modeling that by pods and what that'll look like. Uh, but it's to emulate. Um, what restaurants and bars are going through right now. When, when asked a, a direct question from Marty Lenz from 850 KOA um, about what is it that you're going to do, who are you going to defer to since you don't have anybody on your cabinet, um, your base team that has any service industry background, who are you going to uh, look to for advice going forward? I totally sidestepped the question. I was I uh, appeared on with Marty yeah. in April's Espal yesterday. Did you really? Okay, hang on and, to that. Yeah, Let's and break I will up. tell you what I said to that. All right, great. We'll come back. The Modern Eater Show continues. We started Meridium Spirits because we love the way that spirits and cocktails can bring people together to socialize, to bond, to have conversations. Well, right now we've got some big conversations to have. Coop Vodka and Coop Gin are available at liquor stores across the metro area, but if you can't find us or would like to have us behind your bar or at your restaurant, send us an email, info at meridiumspirits.com. We know things are a little different these days, but think of us the next time you're planning a virtual happy hour or a socially distant picnic. And keep an eye on our social media, Coop by Meridium, for all the latest and greatest. (laughs) Hey, Dave Thibodeau here. (laughs) 
Hey, friends of the Modern Eater, this is Dave Thibodeau from Ska Brewing and Peach Street Distillers. I wanted to let you know that our new brew distillery is up and running again in Boulder. And we've got a uh, great selection of Ska beers, nearly 30 on tap. We've also got all of our Peach Street spirits available. A great mixology program that we brought down from the, from the Western Slope and Palisade. We're open limited hours, Wednesday through Friday from 3 to 10. And then we open up earlier at 10 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday and get some brunch action rolling. We have two great patios. Socially distant seating is available. And you can always check for more information at scostreet.com. And hope we become your new favorite neighborhood spot. And I'd like to meet you there in the not-too-distant future for a beer or a drink soon. So take care, be healthy, and stay strong. And I'll talk to you later. Hi guys, it's Cody Ann from Aspen Baking Company. We specialize in fresh, preservative-free, amazing bread. But with all the food news, go right here to the Modern Eater. <laughs> hey, Zach Ryder here, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products out of Lamar, Colorado. Your only local source grown from a local crop to produce a local oil for local chefs. You can find it at Shamrock Foods, What Chefs Want, Seattle Fish Company. Uh, let me try it one more time, then we'll see. Hey, restaurants, we're glad you're reopening from Colorado Mills Sunflower Oil. We'll see you soon. <laughs> First, we partner with the best farmers in the world, and then we tell them, we will take it all. Process whole spices daily, blend custom spices to order, keep it fresh, safe, and flavorful also that you can get back to doing what you do best so whether you're a restaurant a food manufacturer or an at-home cook be sure to visit the spice guy at www.thespiceguyco.com okay welcome back to the show and it's always a complete pleasure chris fuselay here in studio blake, blake street tavern and um we're gonna get back to just talking shop is what we're doing on a tuesday september 15th but right now let me tell you about jeff rourke and a plus beverage solution everybody needs a guy right jay you got a guy i got a guy everybody needs a guy chris you got a guy i got a guy <laughs> everybody needs a guy uh jeff rourke and a plus beverage solutions he's our guy what does he do he does great build out of custom tap installations any place you want him to go, he'll go there and do it. Beyond that, maintenance. Maintenance is very, very important because if you're pouring inefficient beer, boys, what are you doing? You're pouring, pouring your money, money down. down the drain. <laughs> Don't pour ah, it you down the drain. Uh, money is everything right now, and you need to really um, save those pennies. But beyond that, it's tacky when you're pouring beer into a pitcher, Jay. I was in a bar. See, I see them do that. Oh, they man. take the foam I spend, off I sp there. I spend nights. They put it into another. Wouldn't that oh, make you oh, skin crawl oh, right just, there? It's <laughs> just like, you know, there's many a time where, you know, uh, where, like, I'm standing behind the bartender, and I'm making sure she pours that pitcher right. I mean, it's just, oh, my God. <laughs> That just money down the drain. But sometimes it's not their fault, Chris. Oh, 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 the, the worst thing, too, is when they pour all the way to the top yeah. of the cup and they leave no head. Uh -huh. It's like, are you, are you just, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I took a class on how to pour, pour beer, technically. I don't know if I could yeah. still do but it. Sometimes it's not operator error. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's temperature. Sometimes it's the glycol system. Sometimes things are just messed up internally. And Jeff Rourke, he'll make it happen for you. 720-272-3809. 720-272, give them a call, 3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Okay, before we broke off, Chris, we were talking, and we like to talk. 
and we like to talk about the governor. And it's not because we don't think the governor's doing a great job. He's doing a great job in a lot of areas, I think. Yes. And uh, I think Colorado's ahead of the game probably because of some of the decisions he's made. I can agree with you. So just to be fair on that front. But I also think the strangulation of, of and regulations of – uh, restaurants and bars and small businesses is probably a little bit beyond when inconsistency is consistent right now. And that's what really people are just looking for. So Broncos, no, nobody in the stands last night. And right. God, God bless it. That time management was terrible. That's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole nother show. What is uh, up with Call that? a timeout. <laughs> Man, you know, run a little bit more time off the clock. Um, the fans were missed. Yes. Right, I'm yeah. not so sure. The Broncos, I know how they play at Mile High with a, a stadium full of fans. Probably would have pulled that off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just there's no home field advantage. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right. I mean, other than altitude. But, so yeah. what happens now? There's so uh, Jared Polis, uh, the governor, made an appearance on CMN, Colorado's Morning News, on uh, 8:50 KOA uh, last week, talking about we're gonna, we're going to let them in. We're going to let some folks in, and here's what we're going to do. You mind if I play a little? It's going to be ghetto style because I didn't have time to transfer oh, this over no, to my computer. I, I, I'd love well, to hear this. Play it. Large events. The governor now says the state and the Broncos moving ahead with plans to allow a limited number of fans in the stands starting with the week three game against Tampa Bay. We are psyched about that. He also announced plans for an exposure notification service available to all Coloradans later this month. Let's get into all of that with Governor Polis. He joins us on our live line. Good morning, Governor. Good morning, April and Marty. What a strange September snow day, huh? Yeah, it is weird. Uh, yeah. But, hey, we're going to get back to summer, it sounds like, uh, by this weekend. So let's start with the Broncos fans and the good news for them. How did you come up with the number of fans allowed inside the stadium? Well, this is a really thoughtful proposal, uh, both the Broncos and, and us. Really, everybody wants to be able to have as much you know normalcy as we can and really they have a big stadium well you know we've all we've all been there what a, what a great place to play, play football and what they're doing is they're essentially having pods uh, each pod is is consistent with the kind of outdoor guidance we have events of 175 using their own entrance bathrooms etc so that if there is a positive case from one of those uh, it's, it's likely contained, and the, and the warnings and the quarantines really only go out for the 175 people that were there rather than the whole crowd. So it really gives a pathway back for how larger venues can have, uh, you know, events of significant size during the pandemic. I mean, the answer is never to say no. It's to figure out how to do it in a reasonably safe way, and the Broncos, classy, classy organization, have done a great job. I, I don't want to get over, out over my skis, Governor, but I, it makes me think about the Rockies. Are they on deck, if you will, pun intended, to, to have fans eventually go to Coors Field? Absolutely. We'd actually been pretty far along in figuring that out. I, I, I think the fans would actually be back now if Major League Baseball was allowing it. So uh, MLB, just like you know, NFL, made a decision to, to allow this. Uh, Major League Baseball has to uh, allow it, and then we're, we're ready to go, and I think the Rockies are ready to go. Again, with reasonable numbers and, and doing it the same way, uh, they're going to run run through run through the uh, the operations and do it, but uh, I think the Rockies are excited to have a few folks back before the season ends, too, and, and, uh, and I, I think we can make it happen in the same way. So what do you say to other business owners like bar and restaurant owners who want their guidelines loosened and think that you may be playing favorites with the Broncos? Well, right now, most restaurants are, are, are able to be outside, and, and many are at 100% capacity or more. 
what what obviously now we have snow this week we're, we're not worried about that for most of september most of october is quite nice but obviously as we get into november and december uh trying to figure out how we get more capacity for restaurants is really a top priority because uh a lot of those outdoor seating situations aren't going to be as viable in december and january on those cold days I don't want to hit too hard, Governor, but from what I understanding is, is you don't have anybody on your task force that has any, if you want to say, hospitality expertise or experience. Is that the case that can really give you a greater granular sense of what restaurants and how they operate and what they need? I think we talk, I mean, restaurants are among the most active folks that we hear from, talk to. Uh, they were part of the process that came up with the guidelines. Uh, nobody wants to be able to operate safely more than the restaurants themselves. So. They're uh, part of the solution, figuring out how we can have more capacity through winter in a safe way without a setback. Uh, you know, there's states that, that, that didn't take the steps we have, and restaurants had to close, restaurants had to have no indoor dining. Uh, we don't want to go there. We want to go forward, as I said, more indoor dining, not less indoor dining. Let's shift gears and talk about school. All right, reaction. There's a lot said there. Um, I was uh, interviewed by... April and Marty yesterday, mm-hmm. and they brought that up. And um, it's true. The governor has nobody in his inner circle that has any type of restaurant, bar, hotel, hospitality experience, let alone small business owner experience. Um, it's incredibly frustrating that he does not, he, you know, he's got his epidemiologist in his inner circle. He, you know, he's got other people, but not with our industry. And so, and and the thing is, when he says that he has talks with people in the industry, they're not talks. Um, They were talks. Greg, and you and I talked about this Mm -hmm. in the very beginning. Back in May, I I did applaud the governor's decision for us to wait until the end of May, whereas like Texas and Arizona opened up the beginning of May. And then they had problems. We opened up a little bit later. And that worked out great. And that was a collaborative process. The governor sent out proposed guidelines on a Tuesday. We had a town hall on Thursday. And then he came back with the, 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 the guidelines that we have right now. But when, like, the original proposal was like 8 feet to distance, mm-hmm. distancing, not 6 feet. Yeah. It was a 10 p.m. closure. Everybody and, wear gloves. Everybody wear gloves. Don't eat inside and, if yeah, you're yeah. not a pig. So, so <laughs> we, we, he took stuff. our suggestions, uh-huh. and that was collaborative. Yeah. But since then, it has not been collaborative. Yeah. Because when the governor came out with the 10 p.m. last call, he literally called up Sonia Riggs, mm-hmm. head of the Colorado Restaurant Association, and said, you know, I'm wondering about whether, you know, uh, um, you know when do restaurants close? And, and she said, well, you know, some close at 10, but others stay open. And, you know, there's service industry workers. And then the next thing you know, out of the blue, he makes this announcement. Mm-hmm. That was not collaborative. The 11 p.m. last call was not collaborative. He he, we, we were asking and asking for midnight. Every, if, if he had just given us that one extra hour, everybody would have been off his back. It would have been a great PR move. Mm-hmm. We all would have said, thank you, Governor. But then they come up, what's the science and data from going from 10 to 11? So, you know, it's, it's incredibly frustrating. Do you think there's a difference in any kind of numbers or spikes? Absolutely. Or? Absolutely. Well, like, like at my place, um, we get all kinds of uh, service industry workers that come in after 10 o'clock. Yeah. And, you know, let, let me rephrase that. Maybe oh, okay. I didn't say it right. Do you think that there's an actual notice noticeability difference between the 10 and 11 p.m. to where they're saying, you know what? That worked. I'm glad we did that. No. 
Do, do, do you really th- I, see that that moved the needle in any other way no, than, so, than so hurting your pocket? I, I think that any any restaurant operator would say that we don't manage any differently whether it's 11 o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning or 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't change that yeah. all of a sudden the behavior gets worse. And the other thing, too, keep in mind, guys, liquor stores have been open all along to yeah. midnight. Okay, we, we, we're, we're not even allowed to do uh, to-go drinks after 11. Yeah. I mean, how ridiculous. Yeah. So, so you can go to Argonaut, yeah. buy a six-pack Coors yeah. Light at 1130. It's frustrating. But you cannot go to Blixie Tavern and get it. You know, even though we have the alcohol-to-go yeah. program, we are forbidden after 11 o'clock. So you know what? I, I, I hate to keep bringing this up, but the governor, besides not having money in his inner circle, let's just talk about his personal beliefs. Mm-hmm. His personal beliefs is he doesn't drink. Mm-hmm. Secondly, he admitted at his last one of his press conferences, mm-hmm. I have been to a restaurant three times mm-hmm. in five months. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, and, 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 you know, and Greg, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. If he, mm-hmm. if he doesn't feel comfortable taking his family to um, a restaurant, yeah. fine. But at least say, but you know, gosh darn it, I support takeout and yeah. delivery. And there's just been zero, I mean, positive messaging. And for him to tie in the Broncos, um, I, I, I'll, and I'll give you my opinion about the Broncos situation here too. But you know, it's I think it's so unfair that I, I mean I applaud that the Broncos got this done. Mm-hmm. I personally know Brittany Bolin. She's a customer of mine at Blakeview Tavern. She's a Notre Dame alumnus. Mm-hmm. We're a home of Notre Dame. She's a wonderful person, and I'm glad she got this done. Um, so they get seven percent capacity. How about this though? Red Rocks, Nathaniel Riff is going to play their six shows. Yeah. End of the month, he they're limited to 175. Yeah. So that's a facility that's 9,250 people. Yeah. 175. That's at two percent. You can't do these comparisons. You'll <laughs> drive yourself yeah, yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't so, do so, it. So the goalpost. So it's like we're going to take yeah. care of the Broncos. Yeah. Everyone loves the Broncos, sure. but. Gosh darn it. How about all these hotels with huge venues, mm-hmm. huge ballrooms, huge whatever they could do outside? They're limited to 175. So, and they've been fighting for months. Yeah. So, you know, it was a politically, political savvy move on the governor to do this with the Broncos. But let's be serious here. What about us little small timers, the, the rest of the businesses that have been fighting for this over the last six months? Okay, so top priority is what he says. Top priority to increase capacity for restaurants and bars going into the fall. Crystal ball time. What do you think, Chris? What do you figure that top priority is? How do you increase it? Well, I, and, I, and how is he going to help? He doesn't. It, this is not complicated, guys. You just do what the 45 other states do. You just make it 50%. Period. It, it's 50% with six-foot distancing. That's what it is. You know, and then every restaurant bar in Colorado can understand that. If you change the metrics to this complicated social distance calculator that they have in place right now, no one's going to understand it. I guarantee you the Mexican restaurants that, 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 that are not, you know, they're not visiting restaurants that's the, where the people speak a different language and explaining them what would happen in the social distance calculator. There needs to be quite simple. 50%. And, and then it needs to go above that. Now, there's, there, they are changing things. If, you, if you're a county and if, if you, you, know, you can move to another phase, it can go to like 60%, 70%. But there, we've got to get, as the CRA says, we have to be at least 75% to be profitable. Mm-hmm. We're six months into this. I mean, we can't go yeah. a year being 
or even another three more months being at the levels that we're at right now. Yeah, tensions are getting high, and we're watching it happen as we uh, visit with each other every couple of weeks and see, like, wow, you know, how, how much long? It's like walking the plank. Just walking the plank blindfolded. You don't know when you're going to drop off, the, the, and you don't know who's going to help you if you're or you're going to get help. The goalposts keep moving. I, I really hope the this this the, the Broncos can help pave the way for everybody else. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, and, and it's interesting. But you know, like Greg, how about this? I mean, yeah. like, so the Broncos are going to be at seven percent capacity, yeah. right? The Chiefs last week, yeah, they had seventeen thousand yeah, fans. So they're can't, at I can't do that anymore. I cannot do the comparisons anymore. Yeah, no, it's especially it, it, after I just got off a full flight from Florida to Colorado. Two hundred people on it. Don't know any of them. You do wear your masks, but it's okay. You turn a blind eye, and why? Um, there, there's going to be some big problems coming up, you guys. And the inconsistency is really making Americans, left and right, go. You know, here's the problem. The problem is, is that regulation is so high that you don't know when to say no anymore. You don't know when to say, you know what, you're overstepping your boundaries. This hasn't gone through any kind of constitutional formatting of, um, you know, what, what happened to voting on anything anymore? It's just a mandate that comes down. And, and that's a very hard pill to swallow right now with a lot of people. It, it, it really is. And I think that it's going to be interesting with the election, what happens there. But I think right now that there needs to be some checks and balances, and, and the governor has very broad executive powers, oh, and there's no checks and balances with the legislature. So there's got to be something that happened because if this continues to go on for a, a lot longer, then does that mean that a governor has four years to do whatever he wants? Yeah. Th- there's got to be checks and balances. And um, so, you know, we're going to keep up the good fight. Yeah. Uh, what else know, can it, you do? You know, it, it's, it's like you said, it, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Well, yeah, I don't know. How are you doing? How are you holding up? You know? Um, Number one Nuggets <laughs> fan. Nuggets going to win tonight? Boy, I tell you what, boy, I think they got a great chance to win tonight. Uh-huh. Um, I think the Clippers <laughs> have all the pressure. Um, I think they're going to go out there and have some fun. And um, I tell you what, boy, that would really be something if we had a series with uh, – Jamal and the Joker against yeah. LeBron and the Brow. So, uh, Speak, spoken know. like a true Nuggets fan. Can, can I just chime in for the first time? And and, and I feel <laughs> so when I bartended, and as you know, it's for many many years, right? And one of the things, like the probably the past five years in the business, and I hate to tell this story and be this guy, but the, when I'm at the bar and the game, the and this is Nuggets specific, and the Nuggets are coming on, or you know whatever. Always at the end, when somebody would come in and be like, uh, hey, you know, is the Nuggets game on? Or, I'm sorry, during the game or at the end, when people would come in and be like, where are the Nuggets at? This night, <laughs> I'd always say, uh, hey, man, I'll just I'll save you the trip. They lost. <laughs> and I would just say, because they're bad, and they've been bad for a long God. time. I know I feel terrible, but it, not terrible enough not to tell that part. But that's what I'd say. They'd be like, we're at TV. I'm like, I'll yeah, save you. And man, it, I'm lost. sure it didn't surprise them either. It's tough being a fan here in Denver, man, especially growing oh, up. Um, Broncos when I was a kid. Whoo, that was tough. Some of the whoopings that we took. Oh, God. Finally, Elway. Uh, the Raiders owned us. <laughs> yeah. It's done those days. Oh, man. The world we're living in right now. Well, we'll keep, you know, keep beating the drum and doing the things that we can do. And hopefully um, regulations lift. I'm so happy to hear that this past weekend just did great things for you guys. Yeah. It, it was like back to downtown the yeah. way it's supposed to be. And, and the good news is, is that um, I surveyed a lot of customers like, you know, um, you know, where, uh, um, you know, have you been here before? And, 
And they said, no, but we tried to go over to SportsCon, we tried to go over to Jackson's, and they were sold out. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just Blake Street Tavern that did yeah. well. It's just that, you know, a, a lot across the board yeah. that they're sold out. Well, but but, let's, but it makes sense mm -hmm. because when you're only limited to 50 people yeah. per room. So, um, but, but you know, and you know what reminded me too this, this weekend is that as much as we support the Avalanche, the Nuggets, the Rockies, this is still football town. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, <laughs> football rules, right? You know, you know? yeah, and, and that's what's so disappointing about last night with the Broncos. But it's it, football brings people out, um, so it's great for my business. Um, and uh, you know, uh, I, I, it's you know, hopefully the weather continues to stay yeah. good. Tonight's going to be great. Uh -huh. And uh, boy, if we win tonight, I hear game one for Lakers would be Friday night. So uh, I am um, not making any Friday night plans just yet. I want Nuggets to win for you. I want your business <laughs> and, and Burstons too, man. I worry about uh, yeah. Mark. Well, like, we we us us any of us that are involved with sports, we really yeah. need the Nuggets to win because. Quite frankly, I thought it was going to be the other way around. I thought it was going to be the avalanche that would go really <laughs> far, right? And, you know, and the injuries killed them. But uh, it, it is because we've been waiting a long time for sports to return. And, um, you know, it's going to be different because whenever the Nuggets are done, they're not going to come back till Christmas time. Mm -hmm. Same thing with hockey. So all we're going to have left is baseball, and the Rockies are fading like crazy. Mm -hmm. So it's really going to be primarily football. Yeah. Boy, let's get back on track with that. I love talking to you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for lunch. Oh, hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, and, uh, I hope geez. you like that. And hope then, you like the buffalo chicken wrap and that on, turkey what? club sandwich. And Blake keep, Street Tavern. Keep saying Tell that because I've got the pictures. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, and I forgot to put them up until we oh, just started great. talking Show about some so pictures. Talk so about your food. Talk about coming down to see you. Talk about any kind well, of specials I, I, you got I, going I would, on. I, I would have brought you Denver's Best Nachos, but like they I said, they don't travel well. I'll be down. And you guys can't eat during the show. So uh, we got you a couple items that do travel better. The turkey club sandwich is, is really good. We got some guacamole, on, I mean, avocado on that. Um, that's really good. Um, the buffalo chicken wrap, um, you know, you went healthy, guys. You went grilled. <laughs> Most people go fried. Yeah. Because that's a real hangover uh -huh. helper is, 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 yeah. is doing that. You do the combination of the high, hot and the fried. Um, that's really good. Um, you know, we, we always think we have a great burger. Uh, our, we are, think our wings are good. But, uh, you know, I invite anybody to come down to Blake Street to check out our nachos. Yeah. That's what we're really known for. Yeah, it's super yeah. And we do have some salads, too. So we're, yeah. we're not just all unhealthy. But, uh, you know, if you're looking for some great comfort food yeah. while watching a ball game, you got to go with the nachos. Yeah, and a wide-open palatial space to where you could probably lay down a king-size bed. And, <laughs> and, we, and you know what? We've got um, – I'll tell you a quick story, though, um, and then I'll, I'll let you guys go. But um, – Last week, um, we got uh, uh, investigated by Denver Department of Public Health, and they came in at Friday night, 8.30, and someone had alleged that my staff was not wearing masks and there's no social distancing at the bar. And I had just left the bar, and then my manager called me and said, uh, you might want to turn around and come back here. And it, but, you know, I tell you what's bogus is this is the new one-star Yelp review, mm -hmm. Greg, is that people that are disgruntled, customers, whatever, turn you they're going to turn you in with an anonymous complaint, mm -hmm. and DDPHE has an obligation to check out those complaints. Now, what I'm not happy about is this. Com they're coming at a Friday night at yeah. 8.30, my busiest time. 
Um, but, um, yeah, that's, that's the new reality now is that this is how we're going to stick it to a restaurant or bar is I'm going to call it public health and make up lies. Man, listen, and this may send you over the top, and I hope it doesn't, but, you know, I, I live out in Aurora, right, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't name any names, but I talked to a sports bar owner out there who flat out told me, I'm like, man, how are you coping with all this stuff? He's a friend of mine. How are you coping with all this stuff and the regulations, man? He, and, and specifically, the, the, at the time, it was 10 o'clock yep. uh, for the last call. He literally told me to my face, he goes, uh, I don't do it. He goes, I just wait until they co- if they come in and, and slap me on the wrist or fine or whatever. He goes, and, that's, and it's out of frustration. It wasn't like yep. he's that guy. Yep. But he's just like, I'm at the point now where he goes, I hear stories and stories like that on a Friday night yep. where yep. somebody makes a complaint and they come in. And it's like, are you going to catch anybody doing on a Friday night that they shouldn't be doing? It's like, yeah, you are, just like in any other aspect in the world yep. of, of pouring a cup of water in a hand sink. And if the health inspector sees that, it's like, oh, brighten you up for that. Mm-hmm. Nothing can go. It's like that whole thing. He literally. Chris just says, I don't do it. He goes, I stay open and I serve. Now, he said he serves till midnight. He goes, I serve until midnight. And then, and then I cut it off. He goes, <laughs> he's, he's like, the hell with Dealing all the rest with well, of Well, no, no, because, but here's the difference, though. He's in Aurora. He's part of Tri-County Health. Mm-hmm. And Tri-County Health is so – I was at a biker bar in Douglas County two weeks ago. Employees not wearing masks. It was like it was like it's going back world. in time. Yeah. It was there was no distancing. Yeah. There was a band performing. People are dancing from no twenty five foot distance. It was like back in time, the good old days, and you know that was obnoxious. Now that I I I felt uncomfortable. I left after five minutes. But am I going to leave? A, if I'm going to walk into a bar at eleven o'clock and they're still serving. Big deal. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not going to walk out of there. Oh, okay, because COVID just started for me at 11.01. Um, but it's true. And, and there's a difference in the health departments because Denver is so much more yeah. uh, enforcement mm-hmm. and on top of things. Mm-hmm. Tri-County is just a, a mess. It's mm-hmm. a, don't, that's a whole other show, Greg. Get me going on Tri-County. They, I mean, they, you know, Aurora, Adams County. And, 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 and Douglas County is trying to succeed from Tri-County do their own health department. So all those bars and restaurants in Douglas County, they're all giving the middle finger. They're like, come mm-hmm. after me. Because you know what, though? No one's going to enforce it. We're leaving. We're, su- yeah. we're succeeding from you. We are the rebels. Mm-hmm. So yeah. trust me. Go down to Castle Rock, guys. Go down to Sedalia. It's a, it's a wild, I wild west down there. Time and time again, and there's good business owners everywhere to when restaurant and bars become outlawed. Restaurant and bar owners become outlaws. And it doesn't need to happen, but you know you're you're still on the other side of it. I can't. When you start making some weird decisions, <laughs> what are you doing now? If you say, "Well, let me tell you, I'm open until five o'clock in the morning." <laughs> yeah, that's right. You, yeah. you know what? And I've said this in our the city of Denver restaurant yeah. committee. I go because we also have the higher minimum wage yeah. in Denver. I go. You know what? Things that are going on here in Denver makes you really think about like I never would have thought about having a bar down in Douglas County. Or Glendale. How about Glendale? Glendale's right next door. Mm-hmm. That's a wild, wild west. I go, maybe I reopen up a new Blake Street Tavern in Glendale because, you know what, they're not going to enforce the rules like they do in Denver. 
And that's and the, you want to do the things God's right, and I want to do things yeah, right, but 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 I also right. have a you know I got I got I got a I got to feed but I got to feed a family it's, I got I got to yeah. provide my, it's for a, myself. It's a you're living the life of a movie where the cop turns in his badge and gun and says I'm still going out I'm still going to go catch the bad guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean that's the feeling to where you don't want to do that and you try to do everything oh, by yeah. the book in the oh, right way. Yeah. And it and, and and everybody's against you. All right, man. go Nuggets. Man. Yeah, thanks, all right. Well, Chris. thanks guys. Uh, Have a good love one. Love you to death, man. Um, we'll see. We'll see you soon for sure. Blake Street Tavern. Go down and see them for sure. And get the nachos. Why not? That's He's right. been super, super patient. We are going to break away, regroup. Chef Corey Baker. He's going to open up our uh, fall dinner series in FDS Fall Dinner Series. FallDinnerSeries.com. I love you, man. We'll see you soon. Chris Fusile exiting the building, going back to work. I'm sure. So uh, the Nuggets, he's wearing Murray's jersey. Uh, so Corey Baker, Chef, thanks for being patient. We'll come right back with Chef Corey Baker right here. The Modern Eater Show continues. Hi, guys. It's Rebecca Barry with Hot Schedules Powered by Four. With all of the recent COVID rules and regulations, you may feel like you have way too many cooks in the kitchen. Well, fortunately, Fourth is the leading hospitality provider and partner when it comes to onboarding HR, payroll, tax, and compliance needs. So that way you can keep all of those cooks in the kitchen and let us manage all of your administrative needs. That way you can focus back on your business and your growth plans. Give me a call for an analysis on how we can put that ROI back into your business and take those administrative burdens off your hands because nobody likes handling taxes. That's Rebecca.Berry at Fourth.com, Rebecca.Berry at Fourth.com. And hey, you know what's cool, guys? keeping your mask on so that way we can keep our doors open. Hey, Modern Eater fans, I'm Don Trouble with the Annex by Ardent Mills, and I just wanted to give you a heads up about some of the great things we've got going on locally in the state. We're headquartered right here, and we're working with farmers in the San Luis Valley to bring you amazing Colorado quinoa. It's just like the South American stuff, but grown locally. We've got transitional wheat flour that's grown by farmers in Colorado and surrounding states who are in the process of, of turning their fields into organic. So we're taking that transitional wheat and turning it into flour, and now it's available for you to cook and bake with. And last but not least, we're now cleaning grain berries in Denver. So things like spelt or wheat berries uh, or pearl barley, those are things that we're now doing right here locally and are available to you. Can't wait to share it with you. Hey, Colorado restaurant and food service operators. This is Rich O'Brien along with Pearson Shields over here at Elevation Food Service Reps. And uh, we wanted to let you guys know that at the end of the month on the 23rd and 24th here at our global headquarters in Park Hill, Colorado, Denver, Colorado, uh, we're gonna be having our demo sale where you can buy great products gently used for an excellent price. And uh, we want to invite you over and, you know, chefs, I know you all know Pearson and uh, he can vouch that these are pretty good products. It's going to be a good price. No, absolutely. We, we used them, gently used them, and we're super excited. We're going to have some good food as well. Some well, by you. Some chicken. Yeah. I'll be cooking. Yeah, so. we got Pearson cooking. And hey, excited. guys, come over this way, too. And uh, don't mind the young woman right there. She's just kind of hanging out hiding. But uh, we have all this equipment here that we're going to be doing our best to sell and get out of here. So uh, any questions, give us a call over here here at Elevation, 303-750-3727, or at ElevationFS.com. And if you have any questions about the equipment, just give Pearson a holler. Thanks, guys. Hey there, barbecue all-star. This is your year. So what if you weren't drafted? The only draft you need to be worried about is actually spelled D-R-A-U-G-H-T, and it's adult for the word beer. It's barbecue season, baby. Now get out there and grill your ass off.
Hey guys, it's Brian Rizzuto with Encore Energy, the guy who saves your businesses money on natural gas. I know these are crazy, crazy times right now. So while your business is working on increasing your sales, let me work on saving you guys money on your natural gas. I make it as easy as possible. Just provide 12 months worth of natural gas bills to me. I'll do the rest. I know you're really busy, so let me get to work for you. You can reach me at 720-245-5771. I look forward to hearing from you guys, and let me try to save you some money in these crazy times. Bye. Hi, Charlie from Brews Beers here, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new Abbey 4-Pack, featuring the four main products of Abbey and Trappist Breweries in Belgium. So there's the single, the double, the triple, and the quadruple. And let's talk about singles today. Singles or ankles are traditionally monks beers served at mealtimes and during the day. They're low in alcohol, three to five and a half percent. And they're often second runnings from uh, stronger beers like triples or quadruples. This one is 3.8% ABV and it's made from the second runnings from our triple. So what they're known for is lightness and drinkability, their biscuity flavor with distinct hoppiness, and they're very refreshing, great summer beers, available at either brews location, 67th and Pecos, or at Colfax in York, and at fine liquor stores throughout the metro area. Pick up your Abbey Four Pack today and take home some Belgian-style badassery. It's interesting. Back, back to the show in just a Maybe second. Maybe the chef wants to know. But, but before we do that, I'll open Give up his microphone. Cliff, before we do that, what we were that. talking about in bread. Bread. Talking about bread, right? Chef, now. I know you love bread, or at least I'm just totally guessing because I'm doing this live read. But if you don't love bread, I won't turn your microphone back on. Aspen Baking Company and AspenBaking.com. That's where you want to go. You want to go there to find delicious bread. No preservatives, no artificial coloring, no chemicals. They don't pack the stuff into their, into their bread like that. They bake it fresh. You can order online. You can order direct. You can do Amazon fresh if, if, if you're an Amazon uh, fresh person. But you go to AspenBaking.com, and if you're a bread person like me, you guys, this is, this is bread. If you think Denver and you think bread, you think AspenBaking.com. Uh, and uh, if... You, <laughs> if you make it, they bake it. I'm trying to, I can't, I try to come up with that it, thing. If you make it, they bake it. If you make it, they bake it. You said it was brilliant the first time I did it. They, we'll, re, we'll revise it. Maybe Chef can help me. Because, they make it and bake it. Well, no, I know they do, but I'm trying to make it flow and feel good. If you make it, they bake it. Hey, bread, eat bread, eat bread, eat aspenbaking.com. Hashtag, how's your aspen? Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, it's a Tuesday, September 15th. I don't know. Do you like bread, Chef? Love bread. God, I hope so. You know, after that, you <laughs> I'm know. breaking. Yeah, I yeah. know. Chef Corey Baker joins us right now. Uh, Chef, first of all, welcome to the Modern Eater Show. It's good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah, man. Where are you? In my basement. Well, half basement. It's like a guard level basement. What's that behind you? That's really an interesting piece right there. Which one? That one? Yeah, it looks like a ship or a boat. Kind of looks like a, like a big ant farm. You know, it's um. Is it about 50 taxidermied birds? Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> I can't figure that out, what it is. All right. We'll and then get into that. Did you, did you taxidermy any of those or responsible for them being taxidermied? Uh, no. no, I bought it at a, um, what is it, like an estate sale slash antique shop. So I have to have that. 
Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Yeah, I'll take it. I have to have that. <laughs> you know, yeah. All right, this is cool. I just got an email. So, uh, Chef is here because we're making a great announcement. Leading off, man, that's first up to bat. And the uh, fall dinner series, Monday, what's the date on that? 28th. The 28th of September through Friday, the 2nd of October. So that whole week, we're going to have the fall dinner series. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Here's the lineup. Batting first, it's Chef Corey Baker. Uh, Second, Kyle Mendenhall on Tuesday. Wednesday is Alex Seidel. Thursday, Scott Hibernath. Uh, from Angelo's, and then Friday from Logan Street and Carboy, Rebecca Weissman. Chef Rebecca Weissman's going to um, clean it up on Friday. So that is just an all-star lineup. It's going to be done the modern eater style. We're going to stream. We're going to connect the community. We're going to connect the farms, the ranches, the breweries, the distilleries. We wanted to get you on and say, number one, hey, man, are you crazy for wanting to do this? You're nuts. But we yeah. like we we like yeah. people being crazy, <laughs> so uh, we set out an ingredients list, and you're going to be getting the same ingredients list that Brian Freeman put out there. But Chef Alex Seidel already sent us back his menu, so you'll be working on a menu here soon. His is first huh. course a beet heirloom tomato salad with Fruition Farms feta. Sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Second course uh, squash with apples and brown butter. <sighs> That's going to be good. Third course is roasted trout with marinated grilled radish, pickles, and mustard. Uh, entree is going to be beef short rib with, uh, with smashed fingerlings and oyster mushrooms bordelais. And then uh, apple bread pudding for dessert. So Chef Alex is already on it, getting us back his menu. So the name of this game is we're giving you guys kind of a chef's box basket for 40, 40, 40 people. 45, 40 people, 45, right around there. Maybe 50. And you're going to have access to the same exact ingredients, and it's really Colorado-themed. Everything that we're getting is uh, grown or raised here in Colorado. And then you're going to build a menu. So it's going to be kind of just five different styles of different chefs with um, the same ingredients. So we're looking forward to seeing what you come up with. But, uh, Chef, here it is, Monday night. It'll be the 28th. You're going to be getting down and partying with us at uh, the venue is Logan Street and Carboy. Have you been there? I have not. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Maybe I'll check it out this week. Uh, We'll meet you over there. But it's going to be done uh, outdoor. So alfresco dining, having a kitchen built out there. And basically, you're just going to get out there and flex. And um, for the folks that don't know you, um, why don't you give a, a little brief bio of yourself and, and your background and then we'll talk about what we can look forward to and some of your style going into that monday night dinner of september 28th the uh, kickoff of the fall dinner series yeah um so basically i'm just uh i would say traditionally japanese cuisine trained um I haven't I haven't been to culinary schools or trained under French chefs or Italian chefs or anything like that. It's basically strictly Japanese, um, both the sushi side and the kaiseki side of um, the cuisine. So not just you know making sushi, making rolls, but the kitchen side of it of you know seasonal vegetables, seasonal proteins, um, 
putting those together in, in a, a delicate way. <laughs> I would say Kaiseki is more of a, like a super delicate kind of closer to like the French style, but no butter, you know, a way of cooking. Um, yeah. Um, Bright and fresh. Are you going to be bringing that influence into your menu here? Or are you going to take a left-hand turn and start using butter and barbecue and things? Uh, well, I'll definitely probably fry something. It looks like I, I could probably, yeah, I might fry something. But I, I stay away from butter usually if I can. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different, you know, techniques like simmering, steaming, uh, broiling or frying also, you know. Keeping see. keeping the ingredients is is, I guess, little. The the least amount you can touch them, if if that makes sense. <laughs> what do you think about Colorado and Colorado sourcing? What do you see as far as agriculture here in Colorado that really spikes your interest? Um, I mean, it's they don't use dairy in most Japanese cuisine, so it's kind of that's different, which I, I like to use, you know, dairy in, in some some forms, just like, you know, Alex's farm, Frisian farm, stuff like that. They do a lot of good dairy products and, um, you know, cheeses and milks and stuff like that. But um, yeah, they're vegetables, like the tomatoes and potatoes and, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables like that, especially right now, the harvest coming in, I think there's a lot to play with. For you want to sure. hear some of the stuff you're going to get to play with? Yeah, All right. too. <laughs> so the protein's going to come from, we talked to you a little bit, so watch Colorado and Frontier Trout Ranch. Uh, chef, or Chef, uh, Kermit Krantz, he's a trout rancher. He's got some delicious uh, trout that he's going to provide for the dinner. So we've got trout. We've got um, from Harper Feeders, and that's just up north in Eaton, Colorado, outside of Greeley. Harper Feeders and uh, their delicious lamb. He raises lamb. So you'll have some lamb to work with as well. Um, lamb shank, sirloin, and shoulder, your choice. And then to round that off, we've got a great uh, cattle ranch that's in southeastern Colorado in, near uh, Rocky Ford. Um, it's, uh, um, where is it? Near Ordway. Um, in, in, uh, yeah, I'm no, I'm no help. You're, you're no help on that. No, That's okay. No. And, and so we're going to have some delicious Colorado raised beef from Centennial cut. So we got beef, we've got fish and we've got lamb. So keep those three things in mind. And then with Colorado, this is kind of cool. Um, chilies. We'll be back from Pueblo for the chili festival. So we'll be bringing back some, uh, chilies and then, um, we've got corn, meal yellow white or blue we've got heirloom tomatoes from rocky mountain fresh we've got fruition farm cheese we've got spices from the spice guy we have smith family farms a local organic salad mix cheese and porter sundries whatever you might need from cheese and porters petraco farms is really the the main centennial farm out of brighton colorado that we draw a lot of uh, our produce from so romaine red green bib lettuce uh, little gem spinach kale uh, baby brock uh, baby bok choy cilantro radish wider purpose or uh, onions red or yellow beets red gold uh, green and red cabbage green beans uh, just a, a lot coming out of petraco farms mushrooms from hazel dell 
again, Chili Eats that I told you be coming in from Pueblo. And then Strohauer Farms has great potatoes, red, yellow, russet fingerlings, and shallots, and uh, Rocalitas tortillas. So you have a lot to really pick from there. Is there anything that's sparking your interest off the top of your head that you're like, oh, man, I might be able to put that together? Well, not hey, talking about it, um, yeah, I would definitely, I think I might use butter. <laughs> you might use some butter, all right. Well, I mean, listen, yeah. you know, there's five courses, Chef, you know, so you can go berserk <laughs> on three and then and, and not clog anybody's artery for two or the other way around, you know. Right, yeah. I mean, I I like doing like a steamed, um, so you can do basically like a, Foil wrapped in a you know nice presentation, but a foil wrapped yeah. trout and with some butter, mushrooms, and vegetables sounds delicious. That, that yeah. is delicious. So you're not going to go now. This is sushi grade fish. You can do some sushi if you want. Yeah, I mean, I could also do other things like something something in the beginning, maybe with a salad, do a nice sashimi salad, ceviche or mm. something like that. Yeah, I'm going to let not. your imagination go wild <laughs> and, and and do nothing sushi related. I you know I'm I'm leaving that up to you. So I'll have these ingredients. Give me your email, would you? <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, P is in Paul. H is in Henry, I-R-I-S-H-2-7 at gmail.com. At gmail.com. So irish 27 at gmail.com? Yep. Got it. Got it. What's irish? Uh, Filipino-Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then 27 was the how old you were at the time when you made that account? Uh, my birthday, February 7th. Oh, 2 7. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. You probably haven't had to explain that to anybody. What's your passcode on that account? <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're not sure, me either. It's my, my social security number. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that's probably, I should do that too, Jay. Okay, we're looking forward to it, Chef. You're kicking it off. It's um, the 28th. Mark your calendars because we're going to want you to join Chef Corey Baker and we're going to have a pretty interesting supporting cast really Corey here in denver and you, you you may have heard chef's name and and uh listening to his bio really doesn't speak to the uh, amount of people that he's worked with and lives that he's touched so uh he's the champion of the chefs and we can't wait to have him on uh monday the 28th of september thanks chef if you can think of anything you need actually while we have you on here is there a brewery or distillery you would like us to reach out to that you're friends with? If if not, we have no problem. We can pick it, pair you up with a couple ourselves. Um, you could just throw me with with pretty much anybody. I mean, distillery wise, I don't. I know a bunch of people, but I don't like. Um, I don't know if you guys are using them. Um, Family Jones, Family good Jones. friends. Yeah. Let me. Yeah. Let me reach out to Nick. I reached yeah, out to Nick. Nick, is a, Nick Touch is an old friend, probably almost 17 years. Something like that. Well, it, it, Jay, you've reached out to Nick. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to him today. Oh, you're talking to him today? Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can't make that happen. How about brewery? Do you drink beer? I don't drink a lot of beer. <laughs> I drink whiskey and water. <laughs> Yeah, whiskey and water. All right, yeah. we're starting to figure this one. So, Family Jones, they've got you covered on the whiskey. How about sake? Sake, yeah, we could do sake. Colorado Sake um, Company. Yeah, right. Colorado Sake Company is good. 
cool, man. If you I think, think it's it, definitely a local one. Yeah, that, yeah, no doubt. If you think of anything else that you would possibly need, you'll be back on the stream a few times. We're going to show you our sourcing. We're going on a road trip this next week with the gals from the Colorado Restaurant Association. I don't know why in the world they signed up for that, but we're going to go out and get you goodies, bring them back to you, and you'll be kicking it off. The fall dinner series coming uh, to a theater near you, actually Logan Street. We're going awesome. to launch the tickets tomorrow. Uh, thank you, Chef. Appreciate your time and uh, looking forward to working with you. Can't wait. Appreciate yeah, you. No doubt. Thanks, Chef. Yeah, Chef Corey Baker. It's going to be a good time. And uh, uh, Juan Padro said, uh, oh, you emailed this to me, Jay. Yeah, his email. Well, just because it's a little, you know, P's and there's an H. And it, if you say it out loud, then you're like, what? I you know, yeah. figure that one out. Um, yeah, no, I got uh, uh, Juan Padre on the phone. I said, "Hey, yeah. man, you know, looking for a chef. You know, who do you who do you recommend? Came in who high do you?" Acclaim. Yeah, he goes, "Man, he's like right now. He goes, uh, I would talk to Corey Baker. He goes, if uh, if you enjoy sushi, he's the best in the business in Colorado, in my opinion, and uh, great guy, very talented chef. He goes, so if you're asking, <laughs> you know, he says that's who I'm saying. I said far out, and coincidentally, Corey helped out with one of the summer summer dinner series dinners mm-hmm. um, at the drop of a hat. You know, put in a call from uh, awesome. Elon Wenzel, and he's yeah. like, yeah, man. He's like, I love community, I love uh, chefing. And I'm here for I you, so, so it's fun to have him part of the Fall Dinner Series. Absolutely. Fall Dinner Series, again, Monday the 28th, uh, kicking it off with Chef Corey Baker. Tuesday with Chef Kyle Mendenhall. Wednesday with Chef Alex Seidel. Thursday with Chef Scott, uh, Scott Hiberneth. Uh, Friday with Chef Rebecca Weissman. That's your Fall Dinner Series. Uh, okay, cool. Yep, my mom chimes in on the stream. Fowler County, that's where the um, Centennial Cuts is from. What else, Jay? We got a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good to be back. A lot of stuff to do. Brian, he's off today taking care of some family stuff. He might even actually be off the remainder of the week so he can get a few of these things down. And then uh, we'll catch back up with Brian soon, and we'll see you back here tomorrow, Jay. What are we working on? Um, we're working on the fall dinner series and tomorrow's show, and uh, we need to get Alex Thidell on and talk about his menu. We need to get – we had Rebecca on. We'll yeah. get her on again, but uh, I need to get Scott, and I need to get Kyle Mendenhall on to share um, a glimpse into their menus. Tomorrow's a big day. We're going to launch those tickets, and uh, just thank you to everybody involved. It is National Cheeseburger Day, so hopefully you'll get your fill. And um, thank you to Chris Fuselet for joining the show, Blake Street Tavern. So we'll wrap up this Tuesday. We'll rejoin you on a Wednesday. It is September 15th, and, it, boy, it's beautiful here in Colorado. Enjoy yourself. Stay safe, and um, keep it cool right here. We'll see you tomorrow as we kick the rock down the way. No, no, I don't know. I got, I got nothing. <laughs> keep it cool. Yeah, keep, keep, keep cool. Keep, keep it know? cool, it's like, man. yeah, man, far out. All right, we'll kick the rock back down the road. We'll see you tomorrow. The Modern Eater Show continues. 